1: And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to for now, <laughs> found it at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. It might be the Steve here pro wrestling podcast if uh, my, my good buddy here doesn't doesn't uh, tranquilo a little bit. Because you, you said in the, pro, the pre-show you might be quitting this because uh, of this beautiful red... Put it away. Put it away. I, I got to put it away? Hold on. No disrespect
2: to, to the creator of that. Put it all away. Put this away too? Put it
1: all away. I got money in the bank and the red title.
2: Put it, it all away. Sleep. No disrespect to whoever made that beautiful title. It's gorgeous. Sleep like this tonight. I, ab- I appreciate it. Yeah, sleep like that tonight. I don't want to see it. I appreciate the craftsmanship and won that beautiful title. I don't like what it re- represents now. I'm not a punishment type guy. Punishments are no fun as far as I'm concerned. They suck. I can't stand them. I don't want to do them anymore. Not because I'm not losing. If, you have, if you're in my position where you got screwed out of winning predictions... Um, And here's another thing. When I was winning predictions, when I won for Wrestle Kingdom, oh, Big Red disappeared. You denied me my victory with your hijinks, stealing Big Red, taking it away, saying it was stolen. I never got to celebrate. I never got that opportunity. And when I said, oh, hey, I won Wrestle Kingdom predictions, you're like, oh, we have no title to celebrate. It doesn't count. So I'm a little in the wood right now. I can tell. It was stolen, though. No, it wasn't. Stop lying to the people. Pi- mm. Stop lying. Just stop lying. Okay. Stop. Stop. Sorry. Tell the truth. It wasn't stolen. You took my opportunity to be Prediction's champion away from me at Wrestle Kingdom. And now that you win, you're forced me to put an ugly-ass neck tattoo on my neck. My wife doesn't know. She's going to make me sleep on the couch for a week. All because of you. If I have to wear this tattoo, at least admit you stole Big Red. Do it. If you don't admit that you stole Big Red, I'm not wearing that tattoo. I'm backing out. What
1: are you going to do? Huh? What are you going to do? You're putting me on a real spot right now. I am, aren't I? What are you going to do? I cannot tell a lie, Larson. Big Red was stolen out of my car. All right, I'm not wearing a duck tattoo then. I'm not going to do it.
2: Wow. I know the truth. You know the truth. You've been lying to these people for months, and you denied me my rightful victory. All right? Okay. Tell the truth, or I'm not wearing the neck tattoo. That's it. I
1: cannot tell a lie. That, don't lie. Don't lie. It wasn't stolen. All right, fine. I kept it from you. Yeah. I kept it from you. I took Big Red. It was me, damn it. It was me all along, Larson, I took Big Red. I didn't want to deal with you winning another predictions. I was on a bad streak. I I stole the damn thing myself. Is Did that you what you want? Is Earth? that what you want to hear? Yeah, bad, now you're Now it's a liar. mine. You're a damn liar. Now it's, now it's mine. Now it's mine. Now it's mine. I win it. I called Otis. I deserve all the all the acclaim. I deserve my acclaim at Wrestle Kingdom, and you denied it of me. You denied
2: me. You didn't deserve it. I did. I whooped your ass at Wrestle Kingdom, and you d- denied me. You denied me.
1: You're going to wear the neck tattoo, right? We'll see. Anyways, uh, WWE Money in the Bank is in the books. Our friendship is on the fray, on the fray right I yeah,
2: See, I'm happy you, at least you admit that you're lying to people for so long. You're yeah. lying to the good friendos out there.
1: Oh, we got to do it for the entertainment. You're lying to people. You're made lying. For good, made for a good story, though, didn't it? That's uh, debatable at best. <laughs> it was debatable. How good really was it? <laughs> <laughs> see, your idea of a good
2: story is just irritating me. That's the issue. <laughs> and don't try to say that's not the case.
1: All right. Ooh. I like to I like to I like to keep your blood flowing, man. Eh, no. <laughs> you otherwise, to, you just otherwise you can try just...
2: to say it as diplomatically
1: as you want. <laughs> you get joy out of irritating me. For 25 years I have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So, so I will I will participate in this review until the finish on the play of the, <laughs> the big match and I am going to leave because I can't get through that without probably uh, hurling some expletives and and, and,
1: and, and, and and getting upset enough that it'll probably cause this video to be demonetized on the YouTube. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Otis is now Mr. – okay, let's start with the positive note. Asuka is Mrs. Money in the Bank right great, now. Great. And great. Uh, what's your take? So, look, she has been the MVP of the empty arena era, clearly. Uh, is this a reward for that or is this uh is there some grand plan with her what's going on with this um i I, I hope she the WWE has realized what are you laughing
2: for I'm
1: trying I'm to take the comments right now <laughs> I'm trying
2: to talk about this um, a big moment yeah I got you to tell the truth that was great uh I, I think it's a combination of rewarding great work but also realizing based on the opportunity they gave Asuka, maybe Vince realized, oh, she's actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a situation where you give her an opportunity, she just hits it out of the park. Vince maybe realizes, oh, she's really good. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, based on all the great work she's been doing, she's potentially being rewarded. Mm -hmm. That being said, they've had three opportunities to do something interesting with uh, Shayna Baszler, and they have uh, uh, dropped the ball each time.
1: Yeah. Um I agree. She was uh, besides one short bit where she was choking out Rey Mysterio. Um look, look all this all this hilariousness aside. This money in the bank uh uh match matches simultaneous matches was one of the more inspired pieces of WWE we've had. I mean, this is up there with uh firefly and this in my mind beats boneyard by a mile yeah it does um this was thoroughly entertaining it was it was hilarious we had two people get thrown off the top of the building with little to no drama it was a um, they didn't they didn't give us baron baron being chucked off he went through with his promise of throwing off alistair black and ray mysterio who now apparently are dead this was this was absolutely we had multiple guest stars including of course mr McMahon this was absolute this is a stroke of brilliance I really thought it was this was amazing
2: it was a lot of fun um going back to the murders though uh not only did they have those murders kind of happen with basically zero drama yeah um you didn't even get the satisfaction of watching because like the idea I always thought was like baron was gonna get tossed off and we'd have the shot like camera on ground him falling toward <laughs> falling towards camera yeah it was like plump. You don't see the aftermath. Didn't even get that. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. a couple a couple guys got chucked off the 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 edge of Titan Towers. That's it.
1: Now I have no idea if they have this in the can, if they did this, but if you want to if you want to bring some eyes to Raw, you start advertising. We're going to tell you what happened with Ray and Alistair. And maybe there's like, you know, a, one of those like a cleaner's uh whatever. I don't I don't know how to explain it. But you get people to tune in by doing a little bit more of this kind of stuff. You really do. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, like WWE right now, we we've all seen how their ratings are just, you know, tanking completely right now. And, and it's become obvious that, that the audience is such an integral part of what they do more than, more than any sport. I mean, everybody's talking about UFC uh, last night. Um, I would be totally down. I would be probably more into watching Uh, The NBA restart without fans in an empty on an empty court uh, or, you know, in in that sort of situation, because there's legit competition there. You know, it's a fascinating thing. But wrestling with wrestling, the fans are such an integral part. They need to start thinking outside of the box. This was great. Boneyard was great. Firefly was great. Um, But bring this kind of thing. And I know it I know it's difficult because production wise, it'd be tough. They have got three, four, five, six, seven hours of television to produce every week plus the monthly pay-per-views, but this was, this was absolutely great. And I'd love to see more of this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it it was, it was absolutely crazy. Uh, I know you don't want to, but let's talk about Otis as Mr. Money in the bank. You were saying this is way too soon. I agreed with you. I just, I see the writing on the wall with Otis. They have basically ditched Tucky completely. He's the biggest, he's been in the best storyline on SmackDown. And that seems to be rewarded. Um, they're they're gonna need to build this guy uh, a lot. I mean, my worry is
2: right now is that he has briefcase. He's gonna get suckered to some scenario where he has to put that briefcase on the line. They're gonna take that briefcase away from him to give him more sympathy heat. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that usually doesn't go very well for people who lose the briefcase. Yeah, we've seen it twice before. Once before with Mister Kennedy mm-hmm. didn't exactly work for him. Uh, that was a storyline involving Sandow Mm -hmm. when uh, he and Cody feuded over it for a bit. Sandow tried to cash in on Cena kind of prematurely uh, lost. Um, No disrespect to Otis. I think he's doing great work. I think he's got potential. It is early. For Otis, it seems like a scenario where we heard from Vince, where Vince says, all right, let's put the the briefcase on this guy and then he has buyer's remorse. Mm -hmm. That's what Mm -hmm. it feels like. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I want people to succeed. And especially Otis being on SmackDown, I don't see him cashing in on Braun. I certainly don't see him cashing in on Bray unless they're going to have Otis be the guy they thought Roman was going to be, the the person who's basically unflappable, Mm. who can't, that Bray can't play his mind games with. Yeah. and, And therefore has a chance against... Uh, Bray. Just if that's the case, man, they got a lot of legwork to do with Otis.
1: A ton. There is there. So I always, I always think of it as. I've, I've, I've dubbed it whenever we talk about it as your power ranking. Um, when, for example, this is a good example when Jinder Mahal was champion, the guy didn't come off as somebody who legitimately could beat anybody. Um, he was, uh, I guess, what you'd call a chicken shit heel mm-hmm. because he had the Singh brothers. Mm-hmm. He had the great Kali at various times um, between those three guys helping him out. And he had the title for six months, but the only clean victory he had was over uh, was it? Tried to cash Barron's in. failed cash-in. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that because uh, Luke mentioned it, I think, on QuizzleMania. He did. Um and so you need to get Otis to the point. Now he had a clean win over who did he fight this past week on SmackDown? Was it Dolph again? He had a clean win on Dolph at at at, mm-hmm. at Mania. And at then Mania. he fought somebody else. yeah, I think it was Dolph again. It was Dolph to get into money to bank, I thought. Uh was that okay, that might have been it. I forget. But anyways, he had a clean win. Um so, they can either try to change perception, which you can do. Like, you can change perception just by having people win.
2: Yeah. Uh, principal Photography. Well, I mean, Principal Photography said so there's an article where Otis says he'll only cash in for the tag titles for what it's worth.
1: And, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's, I guess that's something. That's the thing. <laughs> you need I mean, to I, put some think, legwork into the tag division for us yeah, to care about that. I think that. part of it,
2: too, is. If he had been the one to actually go up there and get the briefcase, <laughs> I'm not going to call anybody's Money in the Bank title win illegitimate by any stretch of imagination, but the situation where he climbed up, got the briefcase off, and had the moment where he could pose on top of the ladder and hold it up there, you're like, okay, this guy is emblazoned in my mind as Mr. Money in the Bank. He won yeah. that match himself. Yeah, sure. Not a situation where Elias comes in, hits Baron with the guitar, AJ fumbles the briefcase because of that, and it lands in, in Otis's arm. It seems like an accidental win. Yeah. And you got you to gotta wonder how many times is Fortune going to smile upon this man uh before his luck runs out yeah yeah essentially you know now, now if that's the story they want to tell And those luck runs out not when he tries to cash in but at some point when he's holding the briefcase ends up losing the opportunity to
1: somebody to gain sympathy mm. yeah you can't have you no, you can't have somebody who lucks into the briefcase everything pretty much y- yeah no you're right you can't have somebody who like i mean they've given him some some a, a clean win or two, yeah. Um, and and Dolph is no I mean, power ranking wise. Dolph is no chump, really. Yeah. Um, so it'll be it will be interesting to see what tag they take. Are they gonna Are they gonna use this to 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 Is he gonna cash in on the tag division? Vince doesn't care about the tag division, so I, I find that difficult to believe. Same. Um, are they going to get heat on Dolph by having him take the the, the briefcase on him or some other heel? Maybe. I find that more likely than, than Otis cashing in on the tag division, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, like if Baron wants to make a case that the briefcase was his, because he's on the same show as Otis, just this week on SmackDown, he, he, he singled out Otis for an extra bit of trash talk. Mm-hmm. If they're going to make that a thing and try to have Baron uh, steal effectively the, the briefcase from Otis to get more heat on Baron and also some more sympathy for Otis, and then maybe a year from now actually give him the proper singles push. Mm -hmm. Maybe but I don't know man. It's just you see Otis holding that briefcase. It just feels too early for a legitimate Money of the bank run and cash it just feels way too early.
1: Yeah you 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 put it on somebody who could be the next guy. I I I, yeah, I agree like Seth Rollins was like the perfect and that's why like I mean so AJ AJ is always the guy who could always have it You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that's it made AJ made total sense um, so, but it, you know, this does present at least in this case, like with AJ, does he look good with it? Does it make sense? Of course he looks like a money in the bank. Guy. It checks, he t- it checks every box. It does. I mean, that's kind of why I like Otis is because he doesn't. And now we have several scenarios in which this can play out and are any of them him cashing in in a big moment of WrestleMania? Maybe not, but they've got a lot of time to explore what they can do with it, um, Again, this is blow it up. Vince, we're talking about maybe he sees some. I mean, look, Otis, for all we know, fills a lot of boxes for Vince, and uh, maybe, maybe not, maybe he will be a guy that they that they explore. I don't know, maybe the next it, the next it, couple it, months. If, if this were 2021, the same scenario played out, it'd feel a lot more likely that. Here's the thing, though, nobody would get a bigger pop than Otis tonight. Nobody would if 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 there was a live crowd in attendance. Nobody would get a bigger pop than Otis.
2: I'm uh, just trying that's to do true. something. Says here in chat that bit with him breaking the steps on the ladder on SmackDown. This whole stroke of luck, stroke of luck with him makes wouldn't make sense. I understand that since he couldn't climb up the ladder. I understand that completely. The only way he's going to win is if it fell into his lap, basically.
1: And there's also somebody. Somebody mentioned. I'm sorry. Somebody in chat moments ago mentioned uh, that apparently he was on up, up, down, down, and said he can't actually put his. He can't extend his arms. Up over oh here we go. Uh Dr. Lipkin said Otis is on up up down down doing a flex ring workout game and said that he can't raise his arms above his head because of his muscles. So he literally couldn't get the briefcase down himself. What? Um I mean you, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know how you would book him to be a strong money in the bank winner if that were the case. But uh but I don't know, man. I'm 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 curious as to where they're gonna take it. I have the same concerns, and I believe that they're it's gonna be worse instead of better mm. but uh but hey it, otis i just i just i did have the feeling they've been running with otis so hard lately uh that this was going to happen and then whatever the consequences of that are uh that that's going to play out uh we'll just start at the beginning though from there sure you didn't watch this pre-show match it was actually pretty good uh that's not surprising uh, jeff hardy and cesaro are both pretty. yeah good. It, was a, it was a fun match mm-hmm.
2: um Cesaro's working over Hardy's ribs, pretty good. Uh, Around the apron a couple times. Uh, the end, though, sees uh, Cesaro sets up for a neutralizer. Hardy backdrops him, but Cesaro lands on his feet, hits Hardy the clothesline, gets two. Hardy rolls out of the ring. Cesaro hits him with the uppercut, and then Ces- uh, Hardy sends Cesaro uh, into the ringside area. Oh, that's right! Follows the flying clothesline off the barricade, back of the ring, Swan Ton ta- to pick up the win. Um, all in all, a pretty fun match.
1: No uh, no sign of Sheamus? No, I was almost about. kind of
2: half expecting for uh, Sheamus to come out and cost Hardy this match. Maybe they didn't want to tease any alliance between former bar members, Cesaro and Sheamus, because it seems like oh, that's that a team good point. is yeah. done for.
1: That's a good point.
2: Uh, after that, the main card started off with New Day versus Lucha House Party versus Miz and Morrison versus Forgotten Sons. This match is actually quite a bit of fun. Um, uh Thankfully, John Morrison didn't nearly get his uh, neck broken
1: in this match. Yeah, like that was kind of nice. They didn't drop on a drop him on his head. But he there's had a, some snazzy green pants, too. Yeah,
2: he did, because money. Uh, there's one that's a great spot where John Morrison hits a, he sets up for a Spanish fly on the top rope with Grand Metalik, and you think, oh, he's just going to do it into the ring. No, he does it to the outside, mm-hmm. to the floor where everybody else is standing and does it onto all of them. That yeah, was that was tacky. that was
1: that was crazy.
2: Now if he only could have followed up with Starship Pain after that, he would have got himself a win, pretty much. So he does have a metal leak, and metal leak is isolated for a long time uh, until he finally hits Tornado DT on Cutler, I believe. Gets a tag to Lindsay Morrison's into a lot of great back and forth. Eventually, Miz and Kofi are in. Uh, Kofi goes for trouble in paradise. Miz catches it, goes for a figure four. Kofi instead kicks him out of the ring. This allows Cutler to tag himself in while Miz is on his way out. Uh, he eats an afternoon delight from the new day. They set up for up up down down. That's broken up. Uh, Morrison hits Starship Pain. Uh, Luchas Party break that up, and we get a bunch of great stuff from Luchas Party, which kind of culminates in Grand Metalik hitting the top rope elbow. But he walks out on the rope a couple steps, and what is up with my camera? It keeps freezing. Um, uh, Forgotten Sons break that up. Uh, end of the day though, Grand Metalik goes for a Springboard. Uh, Big E catches him, hits a big ending for the win, New Days successfully retains.
1: Once again, the only thing uh, Jackson Ryker really did of substance here was get kicked out.
2: He did get kicked out. He low-bridged Big E out of the ring, Mm -hmm. and the ref's like, no, you can't do that. Get out of here. You
1: got (laughs) to go. After that, we had a Lacey Evans promo. I actually did not catch any of this. I'm not sure. I really
2: didn't either. I went to go grab a beer, and then I came back, and, uh,
1: and, yeah, I missed this completely. I'm sure she said something about winning money in the bank. Um, after that Drew McIntyre had a promo or he had an interview rather where uh, he wished everybody a happy Mother's Day, of course. Hopefully everybody uh called your mom. Yes. Um and then he uh they said uh Charlie I think Charlie's question was something like people are calling you an underdog and he was mm-hmm. like the fuck what? <laughs> Do I look like an underdog? Well, and, first uh, he
2: said he understand why people would say that. Um he said, given uh, you know, how I kind of came back to WB, uh, Seth in the meantime won all these belts. He would understand that at the same time, he's Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Essentially.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: Uh, then we get a match that seemed fairly unmotivated when it was announced R Truth versus MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVP starts talking to R Truth. This brings Bob Lashley down the ring. He tells MVP, You got the night off. And R Truth is like, you got, He's got the night off. What does that mean? He kind of accidentally slaps. Lashley uh and then the ref gets there rings a bell uh Lashley makes pretty quick work of our truth mm-hmm. uh beats him after a spear
1: after that we had a Baron Corbin promo this was really long because I kept on turning away from my tv because I didn't really care about it and then every time I would turn back towards my tv he'd still be there
2: it looked like he was at medieval times it did yeah
1: he yeah he made sure to be in front of like he a, was at a medieval of... times Orlando mm-hmm
2: yeah. not you know if they have a location there
1: I like this kind of thing, though. I like when some, they just have people doing their iPhone stuff. I like that. Do more of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's how they built the mix Match Challenge. It was great.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside.
3: But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
1: Uh, After that, we had a Bailey and Sasha interview, and uh, Charlie asked Bailey if she blamed Sasha for their loss on Friday. Bailey said very emphatically, no. No. And then tonight, she's going to beat Tamina because she's the most dominant champion uh, anybody has ever seen in this business. Correct. After that, we had that match, Bailey versus mm-hmm. Tamina. Um, and this is actually a pretty fun. match. This is like the best good. Tamina match I've seen. And all the matches, I will say this, all the matches top to bottom were a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh,
2: it, you know, it, everybody's out there. They're really busting their asses. I think they, you know, they realize, hey, there's no fans at these shows. So for people watching at home, which is everybody, um, mm-hmm. we really got to deliver because we're not gonna get that reaction from the crowd when we do this or that. Something cool, get heat, whatever. We're not get the reactions we we used to. Yeah, so we really have to translate what we're doing through the lens of the camera. Yeah, and bring forth our best effort in terms of telling interesting stories and and not having matches with lulls in them because mm-hmm. when you have matches with rest holds, for example. That gives the crowd in attendance an opportunity to start cheering on the face. Yeah. You get the clapping going and stuff. When there's no crowd there, there's no one to clap and cheer on the face. Therefore, that spot is utterly pointless. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. There,
1: but remember correctly, there wasn't a whole lot of that during the show. No, there wasn't. There's that. Yeah, yeah. They, they've. I haven't actually noticed during the empty arena era. There hasn't been a lot of rest holds.
2: The there. match that I recall most recently with the most headlocks was Kazarian versus Moxley on AEW this past week, where Kazarian's <laughs> prime uh, strategy seemed was to put Mox in
1: a headlock. <laughs> uh, this is fun though. There's a lot of uh, going outside the ring and throwing people through tables and or over tables and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The oh, tables. Yes, Bailey was going after Tamina's
2: knee. Correct, especially early on, just wrapping around the ring post. Um, At one point, Tamina goes for a super kick. Bailey catches it, locks her in a knee bar. Uh, Tamina gets the bottom ropes. She keeps on going after that knee. Uh, At one point, Bailey tries to lift Tamina up in fireman's carry position, but then she falls essentially face first, Um, and then uh, eventually Bailey retakes the advantage. Drops some elbows elbows on Tamina's neck, gets some water from the ounce table, throws it, and that's when Tamina. uh, This is a great spot. So Tamina takes Bailey, throws her against the ropes. They're on the floor. So Tamina, or sorry, Bailey kind of jumps up against the ropes on the apron and rebounds off, and then Tamina clotheslines her. That was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And then after that, Tamina super kicks Bailey off the apron, tosses her her over the announce table. Uh, She gets a super kick, Samoa drop, goes for the cover. However, Sasha gets in the ring. Uh, and then Tamina, rather than focusing on what she needs to do, cover Bailey, she chases Sasha. And that allows Bailey to hit the crucifix pin to get the win. As soon as the bell rings, Tamina picks up Bailey uh, in fireman's carry position, about to drop a Samoa drop. Sasha comes in. She hits a running knee on Tamina. And then that's that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, and then yeah, Bailey and Sasha were all like happy and cool and friendly and stuff. But they're they're gonna start. That's not that's gonna fall apart. You think so? Uh, yeah. After that, we had a, a very slow uh, Anton Sugar Chris Jericho, two thousand nine uh, Seth promo, uh, where he's like, Drew knows who I am. Drew knows what I'm capable of. He understands it's my destiny, my density to my defeat density. him. For the WWE title. But Drew is still willing to step into the fire with Seth. So he's going to do Drew favor of his life unburden him because it's not his industry. It's not his company in the future. It's Seth's duty. He said duty. He said duty. Uh, Then we had a Bray Braun video package we've seen before. This was, I'll be honest, man. uh, So maybe taking out some of the more destructive elements of the Roman Reigns feud Mm -hmm. with Braun Strowman a couple years ago. This is probably my favorite Braun Strowman match. I mean, even if you have the goofiness with the the whole mask thing, I I had mentioned this, you know, as as an idea that I thought was a cool one. Uh, Bray, not necessarily beating Braun, but taking over Braun and having the Universal Championship under his control via Braun. Mm-hmm. I thought that could have been a really cool story. You're going into uh, heading into SummerSlam. They elected to tell that entire story. <laughs> they like basically, you know, said, okay. Span of two minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it was like a really good match. It was a fun. And man. then uh, and Bray was really handling Braun. Braun's, you know, fighting back. At one point, Braun is uh is uh down sort of near the apron on the floor, and he rises back up and he's got the black sheep mask on. Mm-hmm. And Bray starts like freaking out, being like, "Oh man, welcome back, I knew. I told you. Give me a chance, I'd find you." And Braun is doing all the mannerisms of that he used to do, and he like rips off his Braun Strowman trained choo-choo shirt, mm-hmm. and uh, and they embrace. And then you realize, you well, know, the puppets oh, I mean, are all around there, and they're all celebrating and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pu yeah, exactly. The puppets are there. And it's like, I get what they're doing, man. I know that it's gonna be okay, so and then Braun, of course, is just playing Bray. Given what we just saw with Bray Wyatt and John Cena, how Bray Wyatt basically teleported John Cena into this like supernatural uh phantom zone, and he can't he can't mentally take down the guy who isn't even booked mentally that strong. This looks this makes Bray look pretty bad. Unless the situation where he wants um, uh,
2: uh, Braun to, fe- to, to to walk into whatever next match they have with so much hubris
1: that is is his undoing. That'd be, I mean, look if if they've told Bray, listen, because uh, I think that they, I think that Vince gives Bray seemingly quite a bit of leeway. I mean, mm-hmm. except when Goldberg pulls his creative control clause. Um, I, I look Bray, I Braun, if I'm not mistaken, is Bray's uh child's Godfather these guys are close yeah I have no doubt this match was put together primarily by Bray to make braun look really good yeah but I also have no doubt that Vince has probably told Bray hey by summerslam if if, if you're probably gonna win this title back like maybe they're taking it bit by bit maybe. But I don't know. Bray is too good, and Braun just doesn't really work as universal champion. What What is that face you're making?
2: Um, So Patrick Sparks in our mod chat has a – I was uh, uh, reacting to the finish of Money in the Bank, and here's a shot of Steve throwing up double middle fingers. (laughs) Being gracious in victory.
1: That was just sort of like to the world. People doubting me, you know. I mean, I came in third on Quizlemania. We could try harder than that, man. <laughs> Doubting you. We said expectations so low. I think people were impressed you finished third. Here's the thing. This is the thing, man. Y- you may not know this. You may not think about it. You may not realize it. But when you're giving your predictions and I give my offering, sometimes you could be a bit on the condescending side when it comes to shooting me down in favor of why you think AJ's going to win. Yeah, that's entertainment, man. I'm trying to. <laughs> oh, oh, stuff. oh! Now it's entertainment. i rub your nose and
2: shit. Oh, uh, you kind of do. I'm I might passive bit. aggressively for the sake of entertainment. Roll my eyes slightly.
1: Just well, you know that that's worse. That is worse. Rolling my eyes no, no, slightly. That's, that's even more dismissive. It's, it's not worse because it's not sincere. Then straight up. I feel like it is. Well, my uh, m- double middle fingers are not sincere. It's all in. It's all very playful. No, man, it looks pretty sincere to me. <laughs> the double middle fingers. The that joy was,
2: on your face is. pretty That was damn a
1: heated wrestling moment, Larson. It was a heated wrestling moment. <laughs> I know it's wow. Not
2: focus. It's wow. like a. It's, it's like a dark side of the ring recreation. Right, here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right there. Oh man Yeah So
2: anyways Braun won Uh, So they have the hug All the puppets show up Braun takes the The black sheet masks off Tosses it to the mat Stomps on it Hits Bray with a power slam Gets the win Uh, uh, I guess Bray is going to Fire back With the full power of the fiend Next time And uh, the outcome Will most likely be different (laughs) Uh, yeah, probably. Um, because Bray has said that uh, Firefly Funhouse Bray is the more forgiving, the more welcoming mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the two, uh, whereas The Fiend, not so much.
1: Yeah. Uh, which led us to... Why am I here? Where is this?
2: Next, we get a SmackDown hacker thing. Oh, yeah. um, they say uh, they want to know... People want to know who I am. And they, uh, the hacker responds, they are everywhere. They see everyone, they hear everything, uh, they are the truth, and no one is safe. I've had a chance to go and drop this into a, 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 a premiere and mess with the audio, so I don't know who's talking
1: here. Given that the like the last, at least the last video, and maybe the last two videos, they've uh, been able to mask the voice even, uh, you know, uh, it's, they've been able to, to stump audio Yeah, files. this
2: hasn't been a simple pitch thing. They've- yeah, yeah. One of the last ones, yeah. They I I did the pitch thing and yeah, there's there's some more digital uh, artifacting and, and, and masking of the of the voice. So even just a simple pitch shift can't uh it won't allow you to ascertain who is behind the hacker.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh after that we had Seth Rollins versus uh Drew McIntyre. Again, man, I thought this is a really, really good match. I think if there was a crowd here, they'd be super into it. Mm-hmm. Um
2: Finish was really good. It, yeah, you know the the finishes that kind of can kind of come out of nowhere. The best finishes, in my estimation, and uh, Drew can hit that Claymore pretty much out of anywhere.
1: Yeah, uh, Seth had a stomp and Drew kicked out of it.
2: Yeah, that was something else.
1: Booking him super strong. Um, and all the in all the WrestleManias, he he had like what three stomps on Brock to to beat him, right? <laughs> I want to say it was like four or five. It felt like was a loss. It? Okay. It Was okay? And what ton. wasn't like one of them on a chair or something? Yeah. Um, so you know, that's what they think of Drew. He kicked out of a stomp. Nobody besides Brock, I think, has done that. Um, and then, uh, let's see here. Drew's a lot toss- of good back and
2: forth. Yeah, Seth kicks out of a future shock. Uh, Drew goes for a stomp a couple times. I mean, everybody gets their normal stuff in, but it's just the orchestration of it, the, the way it was put together. Um, you know, it. We all expected Drew to walk, walk out of this match still champion, but if they can put the the the, the, the little bit of doubt in your mind, oh, Seth yeah. has a chance, and they're doing their job right. At certain points, I was like, yeah, if someone out, comes out right now
1: and helps Seth win, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. The more interesting part to me was, uh, so Drew ends up winning. There's no interference, nothing. Oh, Seth has new music. We didn't mention that. The had Seth has new music. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear it. you said it's like a, a like kind of choir, choir stuff, and then followed began, by, and
2: then it kind of picks up, but it's not as it's not as heavy or as rocking as it previously. Uh,
1: at the end of the match, so Drew wins, and then uh, he offers Seth a handshake, and Seth accepts it and shakes his hand. Drew leaves, and uh, Seth, you know, he sort of mulls over maybe the match, maybe the handshake, and then he gets sort of a the menacing look on his face like he mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't happy with any of that which clearly he wasn't um and then uh and then I, I thought that somebody was gonna attack drew after that like hey i'm gonna shake your hand but i'm you know my guys are waiting in the back for you yeah
2: you expect a uh, buddy to come out or something
1: that didn't happen uh so it'll be interesting to see what they do with seth after this
2: yeah 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 i i i, I went and got other beer during that whole exchange so i missed that so thank you for filling me in oh yeah uh, next, we got our R-Truth interview. Um, he's asked about his match. R-Truth says that MVP was a tough opponent. Of course, he didn't face MVP. Uh, mentions that uh, he didn't think he could beat him. However, it seems like MVP put some uh, put some weight on. Because <laughs> he thinks it's still uh, 2009 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, I should be on cloud nine right now, but I'm not because I didn't have anybody to celebrate with. And they shows a picture of himself with the 24-7 title. He says, it's time to get my baby back. I'm going to sack Tom Brady and take back my 24-7 championship.
1: Fun fact, Tom Brady is not the 24-7 champion. But no. his teammate Rob Gronkowski is. Yes. Uh after that, we had these money in the bank matches, man. From the they were get-go. A lot of fun, except for the finish. Was from, fun. from the get-go, when they're all in the when they all walk into the lobby with their theme music, I don't know why I laugh so hard when Shayna's music kicked in. And she because Shayna is supposed to be the most grounded She's like MMA person. Like mm-hmm. there's no, it's just, there's no like, and so she just like strolls into the lobby to her music. I thought that was the funniest thing. For some reason, when Carmela comes in and starts moonwalking, you hear her sneakers squeak <laughs> on the, the floor. Oh, yeah. That was great. And then every, the, all the men's entrances, they're just the milling gym, about yeah. in the gym. And uh, and especially Aleister Black. Aleister Black had a couple moments here that were just hilarious because of, directly because of, how he is this, mis- mis- you know, mystical supernatural type guy, you know, Mr. Cool, mm-hmm. and he just comes strolling around the corner when his music is playing is hilarious. And then Daniel Bryan walks in, hey guys, you ready to fight? He- Hillary does the, the clap. Yeah. Oh man, it was, it's absolutely, absolutely terrific. And then the best interest on them all. Everybody's waiting for Oscar. Her music kicks in. They all look up and she's like hanging on the other side of like a, a, a rail like a mezzanine up there. Yeah. Yeah. And then she does a straight up like. Uh, she launches herself off a dive off there. Yeah. yeah she does out. a dive off it. It's like a like a freaking indie show or something.
2: Yeah, pretty much. And then so she gets in the elevator and she's in there dancing. Everybody <laughs> else tries to scramble to get to the elevator, but she's on her way up to the next, you know, up to a few floors or whatever. All yeah. Doing her. Her. That dance she does now—it's great. Uh, the guys—they're—they're uh, they're brawling in the gym. Um, <laughs> this is
1: great. This was great. Baron uh, takes a weight plate, so he's going at it with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan—he takes a weight plate and he chucks it at Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan gets out of the way, and so it just goes like straight into the mirror. And Baron just starts staring at how he just busted this mirror completely. You know what's going on in his idiot mind? Oh my god, oh, that's seven years of bad luck.
2: Yes. 107 years,
1: bad luck. I'm not going to win this now. Um, So he's just sitting there mesmerized by what he just did. Yeah. Daniel Bryan takes him out. Meanwhile, Otis and AJ
2: are brawling. Uh, Otis gets AJ down on the the squat rack and then traps AJ under a barbell, which looks to have, I don't know, there was, what, 245s? Let's say, I don't know, like 250 pounds roughly, maybe more than that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Probably more than that under this barbell. AJ just could have easily slipped under it. Easily. Oh, yeah. But, he's yeah. I'm but that wouldn't have been the funny. I know. So he asked for, for Ray to help him. And Ray's like, not going to happen. Nope. nope. Um, and then uh, so the, all the all the other guys are running by the bathroom. Ray's uh, lagging behind a little bit. So we run by the bathroom. Our toilet flushes. Brother Love comes out. <laughs> says to Ray, I love
1: you. I love you. Dirty Pritchard. Uh, toilet flushes. <laughs> yeah. So the men, they fight into the elevator ray is too late the women except for oscar they take the stairs up and so there's a i don't know where this is in, the, in titan towers but apparently there's a, a
2: a looks like a little sitting area where the, where there's a little i don't know what you call it enclave mm-hmm. where there's three kind of two really narrow walls and then a larger wall that are have ropes and mm-hmm. behind those ropes is, is fence Mm-hmm. and so they start wrestling there uh, Daniel Bryan ties up Baron in those ropes and mm-hmm. starts kicking him and others is behind him doing the yes chant marking <laughs> out about <laughs> it and then B- Bryan turns towards him and starts kicking him too
1: yeah and, and then, then some weird NWO type doink the clown because the the original doink the clown Matt, Matt Osborne I believe has passed away yeah Yeah. Um, so I don't know who this is. maybe he was one of the subsequent doinks I don't know but he so pops it was, up from. wasn't
2: Steve Kern one of the other doinks oh I don't
1: know I, th- I thought he was I Could thought be. Skinner was one of the other doings um, so he pops up from behind a chair so there's a, a WWE employee number 2 mm-hmm. Uh. Naya Nia Jack slams Carmela so they all end up in the boardroom this was yeah. great so Shayna and Dana are in there too Shayna and Nia brawl Dana clobbers Nia with a steel chair after Nia I think just dropped Shayna Baszler yeah Uh, there's above the boardroom table, there's a see-through, a transparent briefcase, a money in the bank one. It's got the money in the bank logo and it's filled with cash. Now, seemingly it's just a decorative thing, Mm -hmm. but Dana Brooke looks at it. She sees it. She pulls it down and she starts like silently celebrating. Yeah. Uh, and then somebody filmed, uh, Stephanie McMahon on her iPhone apparently because they go to Stephanie McMahon saying, Dana, what are you doing? You know, and and she's like, "That's not really the money in the bank briefcase. That's on the roof." And can you please clean up this mess? You've made a mess here. Yeah. Um, but it was like shot on a completely different camera. It looked yeah, like it was a cell totally phone,
2: iPhone, iPhone thing. Yeah. Um,
1: but it was a fun little cameo there.
2: Yeah. Uh, so Carmela comes in. She gets a picture of her herself framed for when she won the money in the bank briefcase, and then busts it over Dana, and the lacy clobbers her with the woman's right. AJ's
1: going through the hallway somewhere looking for Ray. Um, and there's <laughs> all over He finds a picture of Ray, yeah. and he's like, he looks at it, and he's like, come on, Ray, Ray, where are you? All full of confidence. And, he and then, of course, yeah, he punches it. Then, of course, he comes across a picture of the Undertaker. Last West ride. Maria 33, yep. Yeah, and he gets freaked out by that, so he starts like,
0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit angie dot com that's a n g i dot com
1: sliding across he's as far as away from it as he can to slide past it. he goes opening doors and he opens one with like this just all blue light and fog, and there's a coffin in there, yeah.
2: And Taker's music hits when he opens it, and he's totally having flashbacks of the Boneyard match. Uh, <laughs> Alistair busts that in there. That needs,
1: by the way, that needs to continue. He needs it. There needs to be like a long-term PTSD type thing where we start getting hints that this AJ isn't like the real AJ. It's like some weird mm-hmm. ghost AJ
2: or something. Mm-hmm. So Alistair comes in, uh, kicks him, closes the door, and Alistair kind of does a, Mm. He's very happy with that. He is very he's very pleased with himself. Next, we cut to Paul Heyman. He's sitting in front of this huge spread
1: <laughs> of
2: food. Um, and then everybody runs in. The men and women are kind of facing off across from each other. And then eventually, Otis has some food land on him. And he well, he freaking. has like
1: a freak out. He's yeah, like, because ah.
2: he has a piece of food that lands on him. Yeah. And then he starts freaking out. And then he yells, food fight. Mm-hmm. And then picks up a tray of food and tosses it at Heyman hmm And that's when the food fight commences, during which uh Shayna
1: chokes out Rey Mysterio. That was awesome, yeah. And then Otis and Naya like sandwich him. Um and there's that great shot of Alistair. Everybody re- everybody like looks shocked when Otis tosses the tray at Paul Heyman's face and they yeah. do this great reaction on Alistair Black again playing against, you know, his whole supernatural uh, look at me, mm-hmm. I'm so cool guy. Mm-hmm. It was just a really goofy expression. It was great. It was so great. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So,
2: uh, Dana comes in. She still has a picture over her head. Which is great. Uh, She shoves Carmella into Naya, and then uh, Naya turned around and then grabs uh, Dana by the neck and then shoves her into the soda machine that's behind him. Mm. Meanwhile, Carmella uh, tries to super kick Naya Jack. She catches it, and then power bombs her through the table, and then we get a stare down between Naya and Otis while Otis is eating a sandwich. Mm-hmm. They depart. Otis ends up in the cafeteria again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He starts freaking out, starts throwing food at his face. Um, he sees the pies, enrolls Johnny Ace. <laughs> yeah. People power. Uh, Otis throws a pie in his face. Meanwhile, AJ and Daniel Bryan, they're brawling, they make their way to Vince's office. It, it played tr- totally a, a scene like at a two K nineteen because the first season the background.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then
2: you're like, oh, that's Vince there. Yeah. And he's like, get out of my office!
1: Get out of my office!
2: And then they're like, oh, should we? Okay. And then they start fixing things up, putting the chair back in place. They leave. Uh, Vince goes and puts some hand sanitizer on. Once they're out the door, and then they have a bit of exchange on the outside of the door, or like you know, and then they start brawling again. Uh, and then Baron, uh, I believe it was about this time where Baron beats them up and goes, I'm going to the roof. <laughs> I'm going to the roof. And we go up there, and Nye and Oscar are already up there. Mm-hmm. They get in the ring, the two of them and Lacey. They're brawling, jockeying for position. Eventually, Oscar gets the upper hand. She's climbing up a ladder. Uh, Baron runs in, climbs the opposite
1: side of the ladder. Because Oscar's him. like batting at both briefcases. And so Baron's trying to clarify to her, you get that one because this one's mine. Asuka's not having any of it and punches Baron off the ladder. Punches him and then kicks him off. Yeah.
2: And then grabs a briefcase. She wins the first briefcase. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple of replays of that. Otis runs in. and By that point, Oscar's teleported off the top of the ladder. Mm-hmm, yeah. And Otis is trying to figure out, how am I going to climb up the ladder? Last time I tried to climb a ladder on SmackDown, the rungs broke.
1: Because you're not supposed to literally stomp. On each rung as hard as you can, which is what he's doing. And it's hilarious.
2: By that point, Baron's back in. They're brawling a bit. Ray's up there. Alistair's up there. Uh, and at this point, Baron just kind of nonchalantly, with zero build, <laughs> checks Ray and then Alistair seemingly off the roof of Titan
1: Towers. I don't know if they shot a build to this, but I thought that this was the right choice because it was so out of nowhere it was so out of nowhere for ray just to come at him and he just chucks him and then chucks this is ray mysterio and alistair black like two of the bigger names right now in wwe Mm -hmm. and they just get chucked alistair black tweeted out a picture of like a goofy guy in like a ghost costume yeah um afterwards yeah and and the look of satisfaction on baron's face is so great. Like, that was probably bigger to him than winning money in the maybe, bank.
2: Maybe. So at this point, the uh, final four for the men is AJ, Baron, Otis, Daniel Bryan. So they're all brawling. Uh, AJ hits Otis with a phenomenal form. Otis rolls out of the ring. He starts to climb the ladder. Baron meets him up there. They're brawling up top of the ladder. They both pull the briefcase off. <laughs> Elias comes in, hits Baron with the guitar. AJ has the briefcase. For a second. Yeah. My hand's up in the air. I'm happy. Oh my god. And then Butterfinger's AJ
1: drops the briefcase and it goes right into Otis's lap. And it's- I'm making I'm can would you give me permission to make a video with that? Our reaction to that cut with the pre show comments here on the podcast. I think people would like to see all that in one Whatever. one piece. Whatever, fine. <laughs> fine I love you this is you know we you've been like one of my best friends like my best friend since 1990 like 7 uh-huh. 1996 1996 yeah i get you you right <laughs> I love you man all right i couldn't do this kind of thing with anybody else all right that's all i have to say okay <laughs> all right Oh man! Here's the thing. I'll
2: wear I'll wear the goddamn neck tattoo. That's fine. I just wanted I wanted you to tell the truth. If I did. Sid, you did because you I denied did. me months of, of of holding that
1: title that I deserved, and you denied it to me. Did it, look at this look Look at our storytelling ability. This wasn't planned, by the way. People are asking Larson dropping that on me. Tell the truth, or I'm not going to do it. That wasn't planned. No. We're just we're, we're just, this is like Brett Sean right now, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you denied me of that. So to get you the, the, the full fruits of your reward, I needed some leisure comeuppance for you. I needed that. Storytelling 101. So I'll wear, the, I'll wear the stupid neck tattoo. My wife will hate me for a week. Um, I, can, I won't be able to go up in the public. My kids every morning will question what an idiot I am. But mm-hmm. it's almost all worth it. for you to say they'll
1: want to do the same thing they'll want they're not going to think you're an idiot they'll think they think you're the bee's knees they think you're cool as shit they you're going to wear that and they're going to be like mom can we do it too and right she's going to be like no man And i'll
2: tell them no i said no no this is your dad got punished for for getting something wrong wow but i'll tell you what i made steve admit
1: he was a liar so it's basically worth it so this is your baron throwing ray and alistair off the roof i guess so it's your moment for that i guess so I may of have lost predictions, but in mania. the grander
2: sense of things, I won because
1: I exposed. It's like a mania level payoff you got with me admitting that I, I had Big Red here. It, sometimes <laughs> there were some shots like we were recording. It was just like, oh, off camera. just barely. Yeah, I know. I'm sure it was just right there. Yeah. It was never under the couch, though. So there's that. Yeah, it was always like right here, usually. Yeah. it's a great story, though. I had the mugshot and everything. I had the, I made the mugshot.
2: Yeah, I know you made the mugshot. Yeah, I know
1: that. I drew that. I know you drew that. I probably blamed Wayne. was probably right. I probably blamed him. I think everybody knew that you were you were lying. No one really knew it was it was it was stolen. I think that was pretty convincing, to be honest with you. Anyways, uh, should we read some of this stuff? Yeah, we got some things in here. All right. We got uh, MGB live with a bit. I would have had Corbin win personally, but sadly, Style screwed Corbin. At least Otis could have had a bit of fun with it before he has a failed cash in. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably the the
2: Bobby Shriv mentions Alistair's tweet about the ghost picture. Yeah, because uh, apparently he has he has he has left this mortal coil. Uh, Moo cow biscuit. Thank you for the sub. Uh, wow. Tanak is a is that weirdo? Hope that's right. Vince was totally trying to book the end of the match during the AJ Daniel fight in the office, lol. Maybe that's why he had that pad of paper out.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a weird little bit of mystery, huh? Why that's got to be he... an in joke. That's got to be something. You're probably right. He was writing on a legal pad, but not mm-hmm. on his desk, like behind his
2: desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zondo, so all of WWE's match of the year so far have been these cinematic matches. There was a couple other ones that I thought were not cinematic ones.
1: In the uh, in the in the empty arena era, the one that stands out to me is probably Alistair versus Apollo Cruz on RAW. That was Raw. a good match. That was good. That match. was a really good one.
2: Uh, White Brownie says blame AJ's gloves, Larson. Here's the thing: if those are like legit football gloves, those oh, things nothing's are getting out of those. Hell, those things are unless they're old. All you gotta do get some water on them. They're super tacky again. Yeah. Uh, Enforcer says, "Love you, Larson. Thank you, Enforcer." Um, fear, fear and loathe, and what, sh- what do AJ and Shayna have in common? Uh, both were buried alive.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, kind of, huh? Um, Zondo, Baron was scared when he broke the miracle. He thought he shattered himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah! That's good.
2: That's good. Uh, Die Hard Homer, what if the cops show up to
1: question Baron for murder? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. You could do that. You're going to have a lot of, like, right now, three of Raw's bigger attractions, Alistair, AJ, and Ray, are all basically dead people. Mm-hmm. They need to start a faction of some sort.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan K. Lamb, Larson, people ask you why you have a neck tattoo. Just say you beat up Del Rio in jail and, and got it as a prize for doing so.
1: <laughs> oh, man. So right now, according to Alvarez on Twitter, yeah. which, uh, hey, should we raid Wrestling Observer Live? I don't think they'd appreciate it. You don't think so? I don't, do they think they know what a raid is? <laughs> what if we just asked the friendos to say, with love from the Going in Raw podcast? Eh, I don't know. I, I think we like... should rate. Is there is there anybody else right now that we should rate? I'm trying to see. Thayer Nobody. Thabada. Is he. T- or Thayer Thabara Thayer Thabara Nobody else is. Uh... No, it says there's watching Steven Larson. I already oh, okay, rated never him. Mind. I already never mind, rated then. him. No. Really? I don't feel like they'd appreciate it.
2: That's probably true. But I'm maybe he would. I don't know. They're just people. They're just people. No, I understand that. Uh, Mr. Forbesy, Steve, how could you? I believe you that whole time. Maybe you are the real snake in the relationship.
1: Mr. Forbesy is an outright mark. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Principal photography, we didn't get the T-Rex spot. Worst match ever. We saw the T-Rex, at least.
1: Wait, they have sub-only chat? No way. No, they don't, because I'm not a sub of theirs. Oh, chat. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. Yeah, I don't really want to do it anyways. I I, I always talk shit about Alvarez anyways.
2: Uh, Dr. Steve Winters, Dark Side of the Ring, Friend of Fallings, or How One Man Risks Friendship for Glory and Pride. Oh, I'm already. The wheels are already turning. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Get him, Jones. AJ was terrified in Vince's office because AJ just fired Gallows and Anderson. I mean, That's what he was writing down.
1: Who's getting <laughs> fired? That was a good bit between AJ and Daniel Bryan when yes. they both leave. It's like, oh man, you were such a coward in front of in front of Vince. It's like, what are you talking about? You're the one who said we need to put the chairs back where we had where we had them. Oh, I said that. Whack. Yeah,
2: that was good. Dang, MQ. Larson could win big gold for double or nothing. True.
1: Oh, Lawrence is on. Oh, really? oh, I'll
2: raid this shit out of Lawrence. All right, yeah, let's finish up here. Okay. Uh, Asian Murr, Baron got away with three murders, Ray, Alistair, and Mirror Mojo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, there he is. Yeah, Lawrence is on. Anything
2: else? Uh, I am Mergen, uh sense a bit. Love you guys. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very
1: much. Thank you very much. Well, that was pits. Uh, It was kind of great. It's a monumental night. Monumental. Like this might make drama alert. Maybe. Let's get right in the news. Anyways, thanks everybody for uh, hanging out with us tonight. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, we have a, a good friend from the Machinima days, uh, yep. Lawrence Sontag, formerly of uh, Funhouse and Inside Gaming, of course. So uh, if you're down for it, looks like he's playing some Star Wars-related stuff. Give him our best. Give him our love. Yes. Um, be nice to Lawrence. He's a kind, kind soul and a good, Absolutely. good person. Absolutely. So uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off on the podcast. And right after that, we're going to initiate this. Well, screw I'll just do it right now. Sure. Raid channel. Uh, there he is. And we will start the raid now. There we go. In eight seconds. Oh, man, we got 200, 300. Wow. 313. All right. And there we go. Raid now. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.